Welcome to Buying Florida with Didier. Whether you're looking to move, invest, start a business, or expand, Didier will share with you everything you need to know. Tune in, learn, and improve with Didier and DDA Mortgage. Now here's your host, Didier. Didier Buying Florida. I'm Didier with Didier Mortgage, and today we're going to talk about the loan process. As you well know, I have a one to two minute video that goes out, and it kind of gives you a little bit of information. But on this podcast, I can expand a little bit further, and we can get a little bit more details going on. And of course, you know, they're only 12 to 15 minutes per podcast. Please go to my www ddamortgage.com and subscribe to the videos and that if you find further interest to come to the podcast for more details you can so let's jump right into it you know we're finding out that these loans that we have going in and remember you have what 30 percent of the people not making mortgage payments you have forbearance going on so if you're a lender obviously you're going to scrutinize each file and, and tighten it up a little bit so when, you know, just so you know, when you're getting a home and you're getting a pre-qual letter, a pre-approval letter, that's all legit from the people that know what they're doing. You know, the credit's pulled, the income's looked at, and then, you know, things can happen during the process of the loan. So we get the loan and we get that uh, loan submitted to underwriting. And then, you know, we can take complete loan apps and we tell you all the documents we need. But then what happens that we find is that it may come out with only asking for two conditions. Well, if it's asking for two conditions, we provide it. We figure we got a shoe in, pretty much done. Well, a lot of times you're coming back and asking for four more. So you're finding that you're, even though you've got the uh, approval and you're out of underwriting and you've only asked for minimal conditions, which is great, you know, they'll come back and give you more. And it's kind of like pulling teeth a little bit. So what's going on where we're finding that the credit scores are a huge factor now. And so, you know, obviously, you know, you have FHA, you have uh, VA and you have conventional, which is Fannie and Freddie. So like this morning, we have a conventional loan that we put five or 10% down. Now that credit score is 678, a couple points less than 680. Not much I can see there to jump it up two points, believe it or not. And it's not taking it five or 10% down. So you got to be a thinker in this whole equation. And so the thinking process is that go FHA. And so it should get approved today. Uh, other situations that we're finding is, you know, depending on what you're trying to do, obviously purchases take precedence. Everyone wants to get the purchase done. And that takes priority among all underwriters, processor, loan officers, realtors. And that's the main emphasis is to get that done first. So basically we're driving in that direction. Now like that one, I have that purchase, uh, again, we'll have to run it FHA and more chances are it's going to come up. You know, they're looking at your, you know, some things to be paying attention to is, you know, income debt ratios where you could go up to 55% on like FHA, VA. A lot of lenders are cutting back to 50. Uh, a paper conventional, Fannie Freddie, they go up to 50. They're cutting back to 45 and that we're finding that even when we have loans with lower credit scores, it's all run through DU and LP. And if you remember in prior podcasts and 
in videos, that's loan prospector or desktop underwriting, everything's run through a computer system. So if the computer says we're good, then we're ready to roll and we're good. So it could come out and not be good during the process of the loan. Things could happen. So really, when you're doing a loan, you really don't want your ratios to be really tight. Like if you have a 49.9% income debt ratio, uh, you know, on a government loan, you know, there's no chance for error. So if you have an extra debt that pops up or maybe the income that we looked at, uh, they're going on. So let's talk about it. Do you know that if you're commissioned, and this is just one scenario, if you're commissioned yourself, you know, if you're commissioned, they're going to do is they're going to look at three scenarios. This is just one example. They're going to look at three scenarios. So they'll look at the two-year average of your commissions. They'll look at your year-to-date, and they'll look at the monthly. Whichever is the lower is what they're going to go with. Never had that happen before. So things like that are taking place. You want to talk about buying an investment property? We used to just go off last year's tax returns showing you got rental income. But hey, guess what? Uh, if you don't, you're buying an investment property and there's not a renter in there, they want you to have a lease before you close. I mean, you've got to get a renter to get a lease to rent your place out. So that is something, uh, you know, but it just goes on. I mean, it's just crazy, like the things that they want. If you're self-employed, my goodness, you not only got to show your tax returns, do everything else, but they want to look at your business bank statements. They want to see that you got revenue. I'm sorry, didn't we just have a little COVID action in April and May? So really, I got a lot of people having to wait till June so they can show deposits from their business because, uh, you know, you're quarantined living in your home. Kind of hard to show that. So kind of unfair a little bit in, in that respect. You know, they're back in action, whether you be self-employed or realtor or your business. You know, those are the things that are going on and things that we're having to deal with. Uh, you know, the lenders are doing other things So you got to note. So, you know, like doing closings in 12, 14 days, which I was the master of, you know, you're really hard to put that in there because you get that loan going in there. And bottom line is you get the appraisal waiver. Uh, if, you, if you get an appraisal waiver, it helps. You got a whole team wanting to close you. But then again, they want to do not only do you have to do a phone call verification, to make sure you're still employed, but they want to do a verification of employment in writing as well. So, you know, those are the things are you have going on. So the process is, I just got to share with you, is getting tougher. It's like a, more of a 2009 scenario of what's going on. And I don't blame them, you know, really, quite frankly. If you got a bunch of people not making your mortgage payments uh, and you're starting to do new loans, you want to make sure you're covered. They, they also want to make sure you got reserves. Uh, they want to make sure you got, you know, a mortgage payment or two in the bank, whether it be through your retirement, 401k or savings, checkings, whatever the case may be. They really don't want you to be broke on your last dime buying that home. So you got reserves that are coming into place. So, you know, when you got uh, inventory that's not really, there's no inventory and all these multiple buyers coming in, uh, then you got to do with a mortgage. You know, a lot of people, the sellers look, if I can get a cash deal, call it a day, I have to go through all that. So you're seeing a lot of that and you've been seeing that throughout the years. But uh, just those are things to note in the process of the loan that it is getting tighter uh, you know, a lot of people are irritable. A lot of people got a lot of stuff going on. 
you know, you got to wear a mask, not wear a mask. You got to be here, there. You got all this information's coming. And I, and I do think that uh, people are a little bit anxious. So when you're doing the process of a loan, everyone's getting a little anxious and certainly doesn't help. Let me tell you, it does not help when we have to have the lender send out these generic disclosures that really are not showing all the credits that we showed initially when we did the loan. So now you got irritable, now we're going ahead and just asking you for document after document and really going after you during a pretty crazy time. And then we send you a generic disclosure showing you bringing like five grand more, that can throw someone off over the edge a little bit. And so, you know, there's a lot of factors in the financing and uh, there is anxiety. So I just say that uh, I remember when I was young, I, I had a, a really big boat and I, I, I went to the guy and I go, how do I, I drive this thing? He goes, well, you know, if you don't know what to do, stick it in neutral until you figure it out. And that's kind of my recommendation. You know, if you're going through and you're going through the process before you get anxious and maybe upset and, you know, it's like uh, anxiety, you know, just put it in neutral and figure it out and then give a phone call. Uh, again, I had disclosures go out Friday night and the, and the gentleman I'm doing a loan for, uh, he couldn't sleep all Friday night. Like he didn't sleep Friday night at all. And I got a text Saturday morning to give him a call, which I did. And so I just had to put him at ease to saying, hey, whatever we shared to you up front is going to be that or less when you go to closing. And, you know, it's just kind of, you know, I, I, a lot of people got a lot of stuff going on. I give you with the family and other things and, and it's stressful time. So that's why I throw in, don't go on vacation. <laughs> I can't tell you how many people I had go on vacation and like, oh, we'll be gone for three weeks. And they're closing when they get back and we have no way of getting a hold of them. Try not to do a vacation. Don't don't do a vacation during the process of your loan in today's environment. And I'm communicating to you in the month of June of 2020. Uh, it's not really the right time to go on vacation during the process of your loan. Uh, if you're going to go on vacation, go on your vacation, come back and then buy a house. All right. Or close before you go on vacation. Uh, just too much stress to add on. So really what we have to do is we've got to recreate. So another scenario is I got a VA loan and the VA loan that I'm doing, uh, and, and I'm really shocked because VA tries to make loans for everybody. I mean, they just really go above and beyond for the vet, but they've clamped down. And so I got you know, the racials are right there, but the loan won't VA approve. It just doesn't like something in the credit situation and it approved up front and during the process it unapproved. And so, you got to find why, what's going on. But more importantly, I really feel that if you work with a, and I'm going to go here and, and plug in for a mortgage broker, a mortgage broker has got to think. And really, a lot of people don't. When you get a denial and you may be in a larger institution, you're denied, sorry, goodbye. Why are you denied? And they'll give you a denial letter. It'll be like credit, but no explanation or income or whatever, or insufficient, whatever. And no one says anything. So you're kind of left out in left field. So really what we try to do is be a think tank, the processing team and myself. So if we come up against the wall, what are we going to do to solve that problem? And how can we do it legally and truthfully into a new product that will work? may not be what they want, but what can we do to get it done? So just to share that with you. 
And again, another topic, we didn't mention about the non-QM loans. So those disappeared and we talked about that and now they're coming back. But you know, it's that apprehension. It's like, whoa. So now they've disappeared. The companies went out of business or they're on hold and now the money's liquidity is coming back in and start doing this non-QM loan, which are loans that don't fit the box of FHA, VA, Fannie, Freddie. And so now they're coming back. I'm really kind of scared, you know, because it's more, it's like torture, you know, and they're, they're the ones that are not really verifying income. They're the ones that are doing bank statement loans or a profit and loss signed off by a CPA and, and things of that nature. So those are the things that we're dealing with. And uh, it's kind of like doing a refi cash out. I'm kind of a little scared to do one because it takes time and they'll keep prodding, prodding, prodding. And if you're doing a refi cash out and you're self-employed, whoa. So just know, tightening up, bear with us, work with somebody that you know is gonna be a team player. You work with someone and ask the questions. You're going over the numbers, the rate, but I'm gonna tell you something. Everybody's got the same rate, pretty much. What you need to find out is someone that's gonna work and take care of your calls on the weekends during the week that can handle and help you and assist you during your loan process. Because what you're gonna find is you got a disclosure Friday night. Well, what if you went with someone that didn't have a loan officer that could take your call on a Saturday? You're gonna go sleepless Friday, Saturday, Sunday, wait till Monday? That's a lot of stress. Who wants to go through that? So, you know, do I like those phone calls? No, because I get them every day, but I have to deal with it. I, I gotta make sure my customer's happy, get, calm them down and let them know what the new rules and regulations on the Dodd-Frank bill and these disclosures that go out. You know, they just forget. They don't put the credit for the taxes. They don't put the lender credit. They don't put the credit on the doc stamps or the, in, or the owner's policy. So here they got these closing costs that came out and the guy that's, or her, or whoever is generating disclosures, which is required by law, is wrong. And so there's nothing, they're sending this, well, I don't want to sign it. Well, unfortunately, you have to sign it. It's not your final package. When it's at the title company, that's the final deal. So work with somebody during this hard time of loan processing. Work with someone that can take your calls and work with you and be a think tank. And that's what I'm going to pass off today is being a think tank, structuring the loan to make it work, to help you with your needs. Because we all know that we all have junk in the trunk. Things are changing, moving market. And a lot of loans need a little bit extra tender care and love. And that's all I got really for today. I'm Didier at Didier Mortgage. We're buying Florida. I only do the state of Florida, but I'm here to help out and answer questions and keep on giving you information to help educate you during the roads that we're going through in 2020. Thank you for tuning in again. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Buying Florida with your host, Didier. For more information and to apply for a loan, please visit ddamortgage.com. That's ddamortgage.com. Or click on the link in the show notes. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to like, share, and subscribe. Have a great day.